The pandemic has reshaped our experiences when it comes to work. Other than the fact that my recording studio is the corner of my room propped up with a ton of pillows, there are huge and significant ruptures in the post-pandemic workplace. Some have rightly called it the biggest shift in work since World War II, or when industrialization changed occupations forever, turning farmers into factory workers. In our 21st century version of this shift, we're seeing a brigade of freelancers rise up and gig work go mainstream. The confines of the office that people have been used to for over 10 decades now pale in comparison to the comfort of working from home. But work from home has created an unequal and in some cases unmotivated workforce. The last one and a half years, while revolutionary in some senses, has also caused more collective anxiety, depression and loneliness in workers. Now, a new world of work is going to start. And by all accounts, it's going to be hybrid. With one foot at home and one in the office, are we physically and mentally prepared for what's to come? Hello and welcome to Unofficial Sources, a business podcast by The Ken. I'm Anushka Chikara. And I'm Alana Banerjee. And we're your hosts. This episode is a bit different. We usually talk about specific companies, their motivations, their people or their customers. But in this episode, we're taking a step back to look at the whole world of work. It sounds daunting, but over the next 30-odd minutes, we're going to speak with people who have watched the world of work, specifically the IT sector in Bangalore, change completely. And we're going to ask them questions about what we can expect from this new and often scary reality. Stay tuned. There's going to be traffic. Lots of it right from Whitefield to Bellandur, as Bangalore's multi-billion dollar IT industry gets back to work. But there's a twist. Not everyone's going to come in. Heck, not everyone even wants to come in. The last year and a half at home has shown IT employees that an office can be truly dispensable. In Mobi, an ad tech company based out of Bangalore decided to put this theory to test. They ran a survey for their employees on how many people would actually like to come back to work. The results couldn't be clearer. Almost 75% of the crowd didn't actually want to come back to office full-time. 25% didn't want to come back at all. So how is InMobi going to deal with this huge shift? To give you some context, InMobi is a global company with offices across the world and a thousand plus employees. Before the pandemic, most of them worked out of a central office on Outer Ring Road, Bangalore, which spread across four floors. It's a beautiful office with glass conference rooms, breakout areas, beanbags, desks that double as whiteboards, you know, the works. The pandemic, of course, shook that with everybody retreating to their homes. But now that things are shifting to a new normal, how is InMobi going to approach hybrid work? We called in Sahil Mathur, 
the head of hr at inmobi to talk about that we've been trying to put some sort of a framework in place of what it would mean for us to have a a working model and what should it be driven by so there are quite a few different angles to it uh, one of course is from a point of view of uh, you know collaboration effectiveness how do you ensure that uh, employees are engaged productivity is the way it is um, is the speed and pace of execution and innovation not being hampered how is all of that working out uh, and then in terms of just ensuring the safety and the well-being of the employees at an overall level and what is the work week for an employee at inmobi going to look like so just to give you a little bit more of an understanding our hybrid model at this point in time at least the way we are envisaging it and we are trying to uh, put it out in most of our offices is that it's going to be one to two days uh, in the office and then uh, you know three days uh, working from anywhere uh, and some teams may require a little bit more presence in the office needless to say for example like the the it support teams or the server teams or you know some of the uh, teams that may be doing uh, very specific uh, fast paced projects that require them to collaborate even further uh, those are the teams that will probably be in the office a lot more uh, whereas all the others will be located from anywhere uh, you know working from anywhere all of those kind of things so nuance wise we have to be clear on what is the reason for coming into work why should people come into work for certain specific reasons and then what would that mean uh, while you are in the office what does that entail uh, and you know there should be a very clear understanding of what is happening and when it is happening and with this much nuance how do you ensure that collaboration and communication is happening across the company i think uh, microsoft teams is a tool that we are using very elaborately across our different uh, meetings all in terms of either one on one or team meetings or even large town halls uh, and that gives a really good opportunity for example if you have uh, you know something as simple as a q and a a q and a can be really well administered and run through in uh, tools by the teams mechanism uh, rather than having let's say a live environment if you want to do an immediate survey or a poll where you say that you know this is my idea how many people say yes to it versus how many people say no to it how many people are on the fence you can get like immediate responses so the interactivity increases quite a bit similarly if there are multiple people who want to share ideas there are ideas boards you know there are thought mechanisms where people can just leave stickies on a digital board uh, and then you know the, the board itself kind of figures out uh, where does the general thought lying or where does the majority think it should go word clouds get created very simply so those are things which are far far uh, uh, you know evolved when it comes to an online world and things like all of these things really help like live uh, q and a sessions ask me anythings multiple interactions uh, whiteboarding that we talked about uh, having instant surveys and polls those things make the decision making as well as the interaction go to a very different level now i know there's a lot of uncertainty in what the workplace will look like in the next year or two but what are the most crucial areas that you want to focus on to pull off hybrid work as smoothly as possible so if we take it from an employee's point of view today there is a whole lot of change that has happened even in the minds of people this whole contracting consulting gig economy working from anywhere uh, you know staycations or workations or whatever you may call them 
are now becoming real they are they are here to stay they are not things that will go away so how do you adapt to those sorts of environments how do you create that right level of one ability for people to work from anywhere which is exactly what we've been able to do so far but how do you keep evolving that how do you hire for those people how do you ensure that you are being looked at as the right brand of an organization uh, with the right culture for enabling all of this and then while you are doing all of this how do you create that right engagement uh, amongst people in that manner which will keep them associated with a company like i said earlier it's a very liquid workforce right nowadays and at the same time there is no association of where do i have to go to work it, there is no no such thing as entering this building i have to feel differently it is a lot about what are you doing today and wherever you are doing it from that becomes your work uh, and those are things that we'll have to really be you know conscious of at all points in time so i think those are the challenges those are the uh, you know the works that we'll continue to do in all of these different spaces at least for the next i would say you know maybe 12 to 15 months and then who knows what else we'll need to grapple with uh, at that point in time inmobi is by no means the only company working at this and it can take quite some time to crack the perfect formula for the silicon valley of india So far companies have only managed to put together a few haphazard contours to hybrid work but there are broad areas that fundamentally question the nature of work and they will have to be figured out through practice Let's take a look at what some global companies feel about hybrid work for their employees Google for one imagines 60% of their workforce to be in office, 20% remote and the other 20% to work from an office other than their home base. That's to encourage employees to travel. But within those percentages, employees are required to come into the office for 3 out of their 5 day work week. It's been criticized by employees for the lack of transparency behind these promises like why 3 days? how likely is it that i'll get approved to work from a different office and how will they pull off the personalization of work schedules uber similarly had mandated a 3 day per week of office time for employees but after similar pushback they revised their policy for hybrid work so that now employees are required to spend 50% of their work time at the office so that could mean two and a half days remotely and then you come to the office in the other two and a half days or it could even mean you work two months remotely and then the other two months come into the office another point to note here is that all of these promises of remote and hybrid work come much easier from tech companies than sectors like say banking global investment bank jp morgan for example has been itching to have its employees come back to office full swing since september of 2020 Jamie Dimon, the CEO of the bank, isn't sold on working remotely. He fears that learning on the job is going to be difficult to replicate virtually, and in the long run, the model would undermine the character and the culture of the company. Zooming out beyond what a handful of companies are doing, let's get a perspective on the needs and processes behind how the Bangalore IT workforce will organize in the coming year. Just for that, we called in Shiv Agrawal, the managing director of ABC Consultants, a leading recruitment provider in India. I am a believer that I think 
you know, office is going to be where the collaboration, the socializing, you know, the engagement happens and home will be where the actual work happens, you know, where you do your thinking and, you know, you put stuff down, you make a presentation, all of that will get done from home. Right. But before we even get into what hybrid work is going to look like and the challenges that will come with it, I'm wondering what is the general sentiment towards going back to the office right now? I think there's going to be great reluctance for many people to come back to work. While some of us are on the side where we can't get back into office, I think a lot of people have got very comfortable working from home. So I think the first challenge for companies is to get people back often from hometowns and get them back into cities that they work in. I think that's the first challenge. Two is just to get people to say, look, you need to come in and you know you need to work because the pushback is going to be but saying, hey, I'm delivering on my deadlines. So why do I need to physically come in and work? And, you know, I, I use public transport. And those are valid questions that companies need to justify with clear intent behind the way they build hybrid work for their employees. Now, the first and most obvious intent behind hybrid work is to get more face time in and bring back the social aspects of work back into work. So to accommodate for that, what is the physical workplace going to look like? I don't believe there's going to be a major change. I think things will go back to, from a physical design perspective, things will go back to the way they were earlier. The difference being that if we're going to be hybrid and if we're saying that people are going to come in to collaborate more, uh, then, you know, you're going to look at more open spaces, you know, more sort of bean bags, more places for people to just hang uh, and chat rather than, you know, people sitting on their desks and working there. So I think you'll see some of that redesign. And beyond the physical space itself, how does a hybrid workplace personalized across the workforce fit together? How do employees collaborate and communicate across the board? So I think synchronization and planning is going to be a critical part of hybrid working. I don't think, you know, having, you know, a part of a team being, you know, on a, on a, on a video screen and some being uh, in-house in the office is necessarily going to be the most efficient way. So I think companies are going to put in a lot of effort to be thoughtful about hybrid work so if if you know if you and me were in one team you know we're going to try and make sure that on tuesdays and thursdays you know two of us make it into office rather than you know us just decide so i think the degree of flexibility we offer which is now of course you know the big in thing around flexible work but i think that has to be managed carefully i think if we go overboard with that uh, in in the eventual hybrid world i think it's going to be challenging you know, for issues around collaboration there. That's an interesting point you bring up because that makes me wonder when we say flexible work, how flexible is it? And what does that flexibility really look like? I'm wondering, you know, in a more traditional sense where the number of hours someone spent in the office was a measure of their productivity and the hustle. How does productivity get measured in a hybrid setting? Productivity will have to get measured by outcome. Now that that changes based on the job you know you do. So if I'm a if I'm an accountant or a finance person, maybe closing the books you know every month on time or paying out salaries on time is my is the outcome that I need to deliver. Uh, whereas if I'm an HR person, it could be about how engaged my people are 
And how do you measure that? Maybe you measure that through a survey or, you know, you have to find other tools to look at it. So I think it will be much more about instead of saying, look, I attended 14 meetings and I've done one, two, three, four things. Melding together a distributed workforce with different terms of engagement for different employees is a fresh skill that employers must learn. But will this even be enough to bridge the disconnect, dissatisfaction and bring employees back to the office? The IT sector in itself is changing, with people increasingly moonlighting, quitting their jobs and freelancing. As the attitudes and needs of the workforce changes, what will the space even look like in the next few years? More on that after the break. Hello, my name is Munsif and I work as a staff writer for The Ken. But that's only been two months, a time which made me appreciate the big effort that goes into each story, graphic, podcast, newsletter, and pretty much any product that's shipped out of The Ken. You know what else makes this media house an utopia for me? It's people and the reader. Because our readers understand what we write is worth paying for, which in turn lets us taste subjects like the big tech and not skew our coverage because we need their advertising dollars. We love growing our community through podcast listeners like you and would love for you to experience our work beyond it. So we have set up something special. Head to theken.com slash podcast offer to get a taste of our journalism for free. You can find the link in the show notes below. Thanks for listening. So as it stands now, the last year of work from home has caused disconnectedness, dissatisfaction, and more than just that, it's made people take a step back and reassess the value of their work and their time and how their relationship with their office has become kind of mm, hollow and transactional. To sum it up in this one sentence, people are slowly getting tired of it. The voice you just heard is Samir Mohans. He's a marketer at a Bangalore-based fintech company and actually an ex-Ken member. He used to work with us at the Ken as a marketer for two and a half years. And because he has a wide social circles of early professionals like developers, product managers, marketers in Bangalore, we thought it may be interesting to ask what he's hearing in circles. You know, ask him, what's the scene right now? So Samir, what kind of data or indicators do we have to tell us that people are slowly getting tired? Just the fact that uh, if you take any average developer today, senior developer or a developer who has five to six plus years of experience, uh, this is anecdotal, by the way, this is not hard data because data like these doesn't get published, but the chances are uh, a senior developer or a developer chances are they have three offers that they are sitting with and they are actually evaluating their current offer with their current company using the other three as leverage, which is why every third day you have someone crying on Twitter saying that I cannot hire developers, I cannot have QAs. I cannot hire QAs because I have a requirement, I'm facing something. Part of this is that the fact that you have attrition happening across the industry. Part of it is also a bigger global phenomenon where um, companies 
who had not given the kind the right kind of due to indian talent they just always thought of these as faceless drones from any asimov novel and who just be just punching code day and night and their only input was coffee that faceless arbitrage is gone today these are the two things there is one is unhappiness from their previous job setting previous job politics and also because of this realization of their self worth of the kind of quality of work the body of work that they possess and that's leading to attrition which is like one is like a positive thing the other one is like a very negative aspect and what other shifts do we see in the way that people are working so freelancing is number one biggest of the lot i have and this is not particularly constrained to just developers i am seeing this across the spectrum like people who are my peers in the same industry are moving towards freelancing the larger marketing community and the advertising community which is known for being one of the worst industries to ever be in given how deadlines and given how urgency is imprinted upon you in a very toxic manner so these sort of folks are now moving to freelancing you have designers who are building their own portfolios moving on to freelancing you have that's the entire industry is basically moving to freelancing this is compounded by the fact that people are moving to upskill and broaden their careers beyond just the work that they do for the company that they're employed at and also the fact that you can create a secondary business or what in startup parlance is like a side hustle right like they are trying to prioritize some time equal amounts of time from their day job towards their side hustle which is why you see this whole explosion of people building on no code tools right like there are notion uh, people who uh, who are evangelists for notion there are people who are evangelists for things like zapier which they tell to founders you have one particular founder who's building stuff as integrations for your slack and other things right so they are looking at these avenues and then at some point they also want to move it move into their side hustle as full time so this is the larger industry trend that i see the side hustle is becoming more prominent today and while the workforce attitudes change the demand for talent is increasing at the same time clients are doubling down on digitization and the demand for it services have gone up since the march of 2020 so companies really need to drive through the efforts to retain their workforce and attract new talent at the same time to make hybrid work a selling point it's not enough to stretch a new skin over old processes the actual operation and execution behind it will have to be smoothed out and fast i believe a lot of this will come down to the trust factor and the mindset of the leadership in that organization if they are willing to accept you know some flaws in this uh, as there were flaws when people worked in office i think things will be okay and that's it for this episode of unofficial sources by the ken so which team do you fall into team work from home or team office or you want a balance with your hybrid work I actually joined the Ken right around when the pandemic started so I've been working remotely for over a year now and I think I've had enough of it I would go to an office 5 days a week but you know share your thoughts with us you can always tweet at us at the ken web or email us on podcast at the-ken.com 
as usual all information will be left in the show notes and well we'll see you next time next fortnight on unofficial sources by the kin